Hello and welcome to Transfer Spy, Mirror Football's daily transfer podcast. I'm Martin Dolman, joined again by Jack Rathbone and today by Joe Cooper. And we're going to look at all the biggest deals across well, the entire planet, perhaps. Um, but we're going to start in Spain, in the Liga, a transfer that will probably rumble on for at least a few more days, certainly maybe until the end of the window. Eden Hazard. Chelsea to Real Madrid. We are basing this on reports in Spain, Jack. So you know it's not 100%. There's obviously no confirmation from either side, but a fee of 170 million has reportedly been agreed. You are, and I'm going to break this to the listeners, a Chelsea fan. Talk to me about your feelings surrounding this potential deal. Yeah, mixed feelings. I think it would be very disappointing for Chelsea fans if Hazard does leave. He's given a number of good years, though, and I think if somebody of his caliber is on the market, then it's always going to be hard for any club outside of Barcelona and Real Madrid to to keep those players. 170 million is it enough? I'm not sure. I think had he had that one extra year on his contract, I think you could be looking at the 200 million pound mark for for Neymar and maybe beyond. But with two years left the good nature he has with the club if he if he has insisted that he he would like to move on this summer i think that's about as much as chelsea can hope to uh, to fetch for hazard and um uh, maybe it's the right time as well if you consider Maurizio Sarri's just joined chelsea um he's going to be starting with a new squad from scratch anyway so if you remove one superstar from his his squad then now's the time to do it when he's when it's all raw and fresh um, his philosophy and and he can can introduce that to some new signings as well as the existing players there's, there's no real advantage there so now could be the time to sell and uh, 170 million it's it's not it's not ideal because we've we've seen in the past with Gareth Bale and Luis Suarez it's it's hard to spend that money when everyone knows you've got it mm. specifically on uh, on proven quality so yeah, it's, it's it's not ideal um, for the new manager, but now might appear to be the the perfect time for Hazard to to see if he can reach the upper echelons of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, obviously, one hundred seventy million is a lot of money, but the issue is not the money coming in; it's what you then do with it. Mm-hmm. You've got less than three weeks until the the Premier League window closes, at least. Do you a surely you have to sign a replacement? And, but surely you can't get you won't get someone of an equal uh, quality. No, there's um, there's not been a great deal of names suggested as replacements for Chelsea, which might actually suggest that the deal is a little bit further away than um, perhaps many anticipate. I think it's a similar situation to Real Madrid are experiencing right now. Cristiano Ronaldo obviously has left, and um, they can't replace him with one player. Hazard would would fill a large proportion of um, the contributions of Ronaldo and Chelsea might have to do similar on a lower scale they might have to add like two or three um, the likes of uh, Nabil Fakir obviously not going to Liverpool now it seems could he be somebody that Sarri takes a liking to Um, closer to home Wilfred Zaha an easier player to maybe acquire if they can satisfy Palace's demands 60 million was the rumoured fee that thereafter um, it's going to be tough for Chelsea to replace Hazard, even with 170 million, uh, even with Abramovich lavishing even more on top of that to a new manager to try and um, help him quickly establish this really nice, slick uh, style of football. So 
really difficult to see where Chelsea go in these next two weeks. Obviously, the the clubs themselves have, have shot them and shot themselves in the foot by agreeing to such a uh, constricted um, transfer window mm. with the the World Cup as well. So it's um, it's testing times. And all this is an obvious statement, Joe, but it does show you just. I mean, Real Madrid are a bigger club than Chelsea, whichever way you look at it. But it also shows the importance of Champions League football. And, and Chelsea not having that next season will, certainly with Hazard and maybe even with Courtois as well, it's going to hurt them. Indeed, yeah. I think Hazard is a player with a huge ego, and rightly so, because he's a very good player and he needs to be playing in the Champions League. So £170 million is a lot of money. It's probably best for both parties because, like I say, he's, he is that quality. He needs to be in the Champions League every season. So for me, it's right for him to go there so he can do that and start on the biggest stage. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't seem to be shy in sort of making it, without coming out and saying, I definitely want to leave Chelsea. He's obviously hinted enough, I think, that his yeah, mind is almost... Yeah, for a few years now as well, hasn't he? It's not just the yeah. summer. Even if he's still in London or whatever he is, his mind, I think, is possibly in La Liga. No further updates on Courtois, but it seems a bit... You know, Kayla Navas at Real Madrid, Jack, is a bit of a... He doesn't seem to be being treated very well. I mean, this, he's not terrible by any stretch of the imagination, no. but it seems every summer constantly uh, his place is under threat. They're linked with with signings. Now that Chelsea have missed out on Alisson, who's finally completed his move to Liverpool, do they draw the line at Hazard? Let Hazard go and say, no, Thibaut, you're, you're going to stay. It's, it's difficult to say. It would appear to be easier to keep Hazard than it would be Courtois, considering uh, the goalkeeper's only only got um, 12 months left on his contract so you could risk losing him for nothing especially um, goalkeepers obviously worth considerably less than outfield players in, in the market despite Allison's huge fee I think um, up until that the, the record was around 40 million euros somewhere around that depending on what um, exchange rate you look at between the Buffon move and the Edison move uh, just a year ago to Manchester City um, Chelsea can still fetch around that mark despite the the expiring deal on Courtois. Um, it's probably a good deal uh, for them if if Courtois wants to leave. There's um, he's a world class goalkeeper, no doubt. But with this new style of play, Sarri needs his goalkeeper to be um, good on the ball, have nice quick feet. Allison appeared to be the perfect um, swap in and out, but obviously Chelsea have have acted too slowly. Or Allison has made it pretty clear that he preferred Liverpool either or and it's going to be difficult for them to to find a, a top class goalkeeper willing to not only come to them but obviously forfeit Champions League football as um, Joe's been talking about I think they might have that, that one wild card in their pocket Chelsea can they offer wages to, uh, not just to Courtois but to Hazard to convince them to say I, I still think there's a, there's an offer or two there to be had and um, maybe there's a change of heart but I, it seems like Courtois a bit further along the line mm. than, than Hazard in moving to Madrid I mean of course this could simply be Willie Caballero's chance to shine <laughs> Ooh, yeah <laughs> I mean as, as bizarre as it sounds now after an, an absolutely calamitous World Cup with Argentina there were some Chelsea fans, perhaps delusional, um, who wanted Caballero to to start uh, when when Courtois was out with a with a knock. Mm. Um, he did okay, uh, but I think that 
any anybody who who truly can can evaluate talent on the football pitch would have told you that Courtois is in a league of his own, mm. um, and even somebody of uh, the caliber of Casper uh, Schmeichel, proven on the big stage as well in the World Cup, I still think somebody like that is just a a notch below uh, the likes of Courtois, and um, that's another significant downgrade for Chelsea um, moving into next season if they've lost Hazard. No matter who they replace him with, it's going to be a downgrade. Same will. Um, almost in, certainly um, take place with Courtois unless they can convince somebody like Oblak and pay mm. the, the release clause. Um, so that's two big downgrades and, and an absolutely terrible start for Maurizio Sarri considering he must take Chelsea back to the Champions mm. League next season. Well, things can surely only get better for Chelsea. Moving on to a transfer we talked about yesterday, Wilfred Zaha, who has been you know, linked with several clubs, but Everton seem to be the one who are making... The biggest move, sixty million seems to be the the sort of value that Palace have put on Zaha, or, or just the accepted value. Everton perhaps understandably not too keen to spend that much. Their big plan now is to send Yannick Bellassi back to London, back to the Eagles, in a part exchange deal. Hasn't had the best of times at Goodison Park. So is that? I mean, I'm sure Bellassi probably would be would be happy to come back. Is that a good deal for Palace? Should it happen? Probably, yeah. If they can get 45 million plus Balassi, I would say so, because it's almost like a like-for-like replacement. 60 million in total, if you factor in 45 plus Balassi for a player like Zaha, for me, is a lot of money. He's almost got that English player premium, even though he's declared for the Ivory Mm. Coast, which is a bit of a funny one. But... I think that Balassi could do a really good job at Palace. They're, they're going to lose a heart either way. He's not going to stay there for the rest of his career. If he doesn't go to Everton, he'll probably go somewhere like a Champions League club. So for me, that would probably be a good move for them. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose him eventually. They may as well get somebody in return plus the cash. Yeah. Jack, if you're Zaha, and I'm sure his ambitions lie beyond uh, South London, do you hold out until top four, top five club? With genuine Champions League aspirations come in, do you see Everton as a, a sort of another step back towards that, or do you just say he's an upgrade? I'll go. I think it's difficult for Zaha because obviously he will have trepidation about making that leap to a, a Champions League caliber club. Um, if we throw Chelsea in there, obviously not in the Champions League, but a similar size club. Given his um, his past with Manchester United, it, it, it was a um, it was a it was a poor move for him, and he struggled to establish himself. I think Everton would absolutely guarantee him the minutes, the starts, uh, the starring role, and that could be really attractive to him. Maybe a halfway house to that would be a club like Tottenham mm-hmm. can offer Champions League football, and maybe um, an easier route into that starting eleven. That said, um, will Tottenham be able to offer him the wages that? Maybe even Everton will be prepared to offer more wages than uh, than mm-hmm. Tottenham to convince him to go to Goodison. And um, we've already spoken about Hazard. The options are going to be limited for Chelsea and Zaha would be a really attractive option um, if they can just get somebody in with uh, only a few weeks left in the window. So I think uh, Zaha can just bide his time and um, a little bit like Riyad Mahrez um, over mm-hmm. the last few years... Um, no matter what happens this summer, I think he will have op- options in January next season. So he he can hold tight a little bit. He's um he's obviously recently signed a new deal at, at Palace, so he'll be on pretty good money as it is. So I don't think there's any desperate need to to jump over to Everton. Um, the immediate rewards to moving there are 
perhaps not that lucrative um, considering he, he could secure a move uh, in six months time another mm. year's time he needs to just wait for the right offer weigh up all the options and um, and go from there there's no, there's no there's no rush really for Zaha is what I'm trying to say well you got there in the end yeah <laughs> exactly well I'm sure there'll be plenty more to come from that one our very own Adrian Kajumba uh, is uh, bringing that story to us on a regular basis Staying well, no, in st- st- staying in London, slightly more west. Fulham, who obviously won promotion through the playoffs last season, already uh, making a f- several statements of intent. A surprise signing of Jean Michael Seri um, from Nice, a player who was linked with, I think, both Manchester clubs at one point, Arsenal as well. Question marks as to why he's suddenly at Fulham, but you know, time will tell. But I think the one player they and their fans desperately wanted to see back at the cottage for next season was Alexander Mitrovic. And it looks like, Joe, he will indeed complete a move from Newcastle. Yeah, and this is a funny one for Newcastle fans because they absolutely love him. And at mm. the minute, does, they don't have a striker. It's where they have Dwight Gale, but they don't have that Premier League striker. And they would like to see Mitrovic stay, which tells you all you need to know about him. Obviously, he's full of fire, he's full of passion. He's got question marks over his disciplinary record and whether he can keep off getting the red cards but he's definitely a Premier League quality player for me and he already knows Fulham he's played there last year obviously did very well Fulham fans have taken to him so for 20 million as well in today's market that, that's not an awful lot of money so I think it's a really good signing and yeah. like I say Newcastle fans completely confused as to why Rafa Benitez doesn't like him mm. and they would like to see him stay there so it's, it's interesting it sort of encapsulates in a nutshell Jack the whole player manager relationship on one hand as Joe said, Benitez doesn't seem, you know, for whatever reason, can't seem to, to work with Mitrovic. Whereas at Fulham, Jukanovic, I'm going to guess, has a great relationship with him and seems to bring out the best in him. But the player still has to prove himself in the Premier League, right? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a really good move for Mitrovic if, uh, if it does happen. Obviously, uh, he's got that relationship with Jukanovic. He knows the surroundings. That said, there's still that question mark about whether he is capable of proving himself week in week out in the Premier League that's the challenge and I think there's no better place for him than Fulham to do it given uh, what we've just talked about the um, the success he had in the, on loan in the Championship um, showed flashes at the World Cup scored um, scored at the World Cup so he, I think the potential is certainly there that's undisputed it's just as Joe said it's about discipline it's about harnessing that passion and I think uh, Jokanovic is the man to do it I believe he he enjoyed his time to an extent in uh, Newcastle and the fans obviously have a, a huge part to play with that but if Benitez is not behind him and not inspiring him then I think it's really difficult for a player of, of Mitrovic's uh, makeup to, to produce his best he needs the manager to, to really bring that out of him and uh, I think Jokanovic is the man Absolutely, be interesting to see how Fulham do on their return to the Premier League Well, that's all we have time for today. We will be back on Monday, of course, with all the latest transfer news and gossip. You can follow us or subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, all the usual podcast outlets. I've been Martin Dorman, joined by Jack and by Joe, and thanks for listening.